Hey, welcome to Unclared Not Ashamed podcast, a podcast where real life experiences, stories, topics are shared to let every fighter out there know you are not alone. I am Oyinifemi and this is Unclared Not Ashamed. You are welcome. everybody welcome back to uncleared not ashamed good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time of the day you are tuning in it is also a good time to listen to this podcast i want to start today by saying thank you for all of the incredible messages i received last week it means so much to me that people going through issues felt seen heard and understood I also want to thank our new Canada listeners. Thank you for finding this podcast worthy of your time. Like we all know, in Unclared Not Ashamed, this is a safe space where you get to be naked and not ashamed, where all your stories matters. The stories shared is to let you know you are never alone. And because telling our stories makes us stronger, it builds resilience. Resilience is that thing that helps us get up when we are knocked down. The thing that allows us to come back from difficulties, from traumas, from failures and steady ourselves in moving forward. The most familiar way your story does that is of course by helping someone else. We all get a sense of um, satisfaction when someone else learns or is encouraged by what we have accomplished so far. Yes. I said accomplished, not survived. Yes, because your survivor is an accomplishment. Telling your story helps you identify what is true. I love when people feel safe. I love when people feel they are not alone. And I love helping people share their stories. And today, we have a guest who is going to tell our story of our mental health journey. Tommy C. For you today. Tommy C. Oyeri Day is a bridal stylist, a travel curator, vlogger, and reviews restaurants and places. She also organizes vacation and hangouts for people to distress and connect with others. Tommy C. is a vibe, a real vibe. But you will love to listen to our story. So I won't say anything and I'll just leave you with Tommy C. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy C. Oyemidi. Hi guys, good evening. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast today. Thank you, Inifemi, for the opportunity <laughs> to have me on your podcast. My name is Olua Tomisni Oyerinde, um, popularly known as the Upper Dimput Girl, short form TUG. <laughs> so, um, if you see my picture, you understand why. Why that name? <laughs> but let's just leave it at that. So, for the purpose of this podcast, right, I'm supposed to talk about 
basically my life while I was in school, like how life was in school, dealing with depression, anxiety, um, what's the name now? Low self-esteem and every other thing in between. And how I um, scaled through all that out of school and then now so it's it's interesting my my journey through school up until now has been a very interesting one people a lot of people that know me now i was like ah to me see she's so happy she's full of vibes <laughs> anywhere you see her she will lighten up the place this that that i mean if i like almost every time if i ask people so what is that one thing about me that ah, I like your vibes, I like your vibes, I like your vibes, right? For people that just met me, um, I mean, this this new development started, let's say, 2019. Yeah. So, so from people, for people that knew me from 2019 till date, they're always like that. For people that have known me as far back as 2012, and maybe further than that, they are always shocked. Always, always shocked because the Tomisi of that year is totally different from Tomisi of now. Like, there's a huge difference, right? So, let's just let's just go memory lane. I mean, that's why I'm here, anyways. So let's just go memory lane. Um while i was in school so i want to majorly talk about my university but i don't think i can i should talk about my university without going a bit further to my secondary school days because they are all you know connected so um i won't talk about my primary school because i my, my primary school memories are really vague in my head right now so in secondary school my junior secondary school it was it was interesting. I was in a day school, so I always go to school from home and just enjoy life. <laughs> I mean, it was there was really nothing much. Just go to school, um, go for classes, stop classes, get beaten by teachers, and what's not. I was a very stubborn kid, so. And I was a very happy child. I mean, I, there were there were no worries. I don't think I had anything I was worrying about in my junior secondary school days. And then, um, you know, I got into senior class. So from my SS1, my parents decided to change my school. Now, I, I don't think I, I've actually said this publicly before. Most times when people asked me then, like, why did you decide? Because the school I was going to was a very good school. So when people, when people see that ah, you left... OBMS, right? To go to <laughs> whatever school it was at that time, because OBMS was really good. People are always surprised, like, how would you leave OBMS? So anytime anybody asked me, I just tell them, ah, my parents just wanted me to go to the boarding house. I knew I was lying, but <laughs> I could have tell anybody my story that year. So the major reason why my parents actually changed my school then was because I used to bed wet. Mm-hmm. You heard me right. So to them, because they actually even said it, to them they felt when I go to 
if you let me say it the way they said it, by the time to about today, we'll still to about fear she yeah yeah. Well, control, but she ain't silly. Like by the time I get to the hostel and they make just of me, I'll control how I do it and pee and stuff. Like I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> but well, welcome to the Nigerian parents channel. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was the major reason. So, I got into boarding school. The first school, Regina Mundi, girls only school. Hell. Hell. And that was where my life took a turn around. Like, everything just switched. So, um, I got into the school. The first thing that I hated about the school was I had to cut my hair. And I got into school and it was a totally different experience. I mean, to be honest, if you know Orita Mefa <laughs> and you know Regina Moody, you know that they were like two entirely different experiences. Coming from a day school, coming from a mixed school, going to a boarding house and a girls only school was was a very, very it was like hundred to zero, honestly. And then the experience in the school was crazy. I don't know what it is with secondary school people that year. You know, there's this segregation. You know, the old students and the new students. The old students don't want to relate with the new students and all of those plenty bullshit. So I was majorly on my own because nobody really wanted to talk to to us. And in my mind, I was just angry, like Kilo Shamwele. <laughs> Like, what's wrong with all this was? Like, yo, I came from a school where I was, I was chilled with my seniors. Like, I was in, when I was in JS1, well, there was, there was the factor of me having a cousin in SS3 then. But even though I was chilled with my seniors and I would call my seniors by name, like, I was in JS1 and I'm calling SS3 students by name and I'm relating with them on a very, very mutual ground. And I guess one school and they are doing like, <laughs> I do like what I don't know for I'm like, kilo ah, So, aside the fact that they were even trying to segregate themselves, like, yo, you yeah, new students and stuff. Me, guy, never even have time for them. Like, echo shikuro. Like, just, just shift a big. So, um, I mean, that was there. And then the bedwetting thing too was there. And like, like my parents said, anyways, people, people kind of just put me aside because of that. Like, ah. That is the auntie that used to be doing up and down and stuff. So, um, honestly, my experience in that school was really terrible. Um, from seniors being bullies to lesbians wanting to come your way. I mean, I had I had seniors that would that wanted me to be their school daughter. Just on under disguise, basically, they just wanted a lesbian partner. Like, it was just crazy. Because all of these things were so new to me. I was coming from a mixed school. So, if at all I had to do anything, deal with any of those things, it would be with a guy. <laughs> Not a girl coming to meet me too, you know. So, it was crazy. I remember one time I served punishment for barging into a senior's um, room. And then, I, I didn't see them. But, I mean, immediately I got in, they, they already, like, um, stopped fast what they were doing they were 
let me just say having sex let me just put it that way i mean it's, it's a guy and a girl that's supposed to have sex but well they were having sex right and i got punished for that well aside that um it was a very terrible experience i was sick most of my stay in the school i it was it was it was a terrible experience i i don't want to even remember it right i i reacted to a lot of things i mean there, there are a lot of spots on my body now thanks to thanks to the school i was reacting to water grass food toilets bathroom everything i was reacting to everything so um that was that was the first like i said that was like the turning point of my life because it just all of those things that happened for every experience uh, that happened at the school it sent some kind of signal to my head it sent really terrible signals to my head so before before i knew it i started to see myself withdrawing i started seeing myself withdrawing and you know the switch started to happen from the very jovial out there to missing to the withdrawing withdrawing to missing so um i i i that was the first time it was my first time ever i was going to collapse in that school and then after that i remember my parents coming to pick me up from the school and definitely <laughs> i had to change school because i was definitely not going back there so i couldn't go back to obms because obms wasn't going to take me back and then i had to go find another school so long story short I got into another secondary school. It was basically almost the same thing. The only difference was this was a mixed school, right? But it was the same um, approach, you know, the whole, oh, you're a new student. We don't want to talk to you. We don't want to talk to you. So, yeah, there was that segregation. And it was on the terms of the bedwetting. <laughs> it was worse now because it's a mixed school. So there were guys and the hostel boys hostel and girls hostel was in the same compound so one way one way one way i'm sure the guys knew that this baby used to bed with it was a very disgraceful thing and that's immersed with my self-esteem so all of this was when everything started to turn around i started to have mother's low self-esteem like mother's low self-esteem i remember during that period anytime i mean they were i mean as as um children teenagers a lot of us went for camps all those camps and all of those things i i didn't get to experience all of those things because don't miss in bed with so just my brother would go and i would have to remain the, i would have to be the only one at home because don't go and disgrace yourself and go and bed with in one new place so yeah the bedwetting thing actually really messed up with my self-esteem and let me just say that my parents did not handle it the best way that i think they should have so because i knew i was eventually going to stop i mean i was eventually going to stop you didn't have to make me go through boarding house and make me go through hell to make me stop bedwetting right so um but in the long Long story, Abby. In the long run, let me bust the people's head. I did not stop bedwetting even after secondary school. Bam. So all the years of um, let her go to body now, stop at the fish here, yeah. It didn't work. I didn't stop bedwetting until after secondary school. So yeah, secondary school. Um, um, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to process everything. So um the bedwetting was one part, you know, I already felt insecure with that or about that rather then other things came into play. So I, I got into science class because of peer pressure. Now my parents did not pressure me into that, right? Um but I just you know there was there was this thing that time that now science students be effy way. So I wanted to feel like the effy way. And I got to science class, you know, and I think that has been one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life because anytime I think about it now, I just ask myself, don't don't lie to yourself. What exactly did you go do in that place? Because that place is not for you. I remember my chemistry classes, I legit, like no jokes, I legit did not know shit. Like they're talking these things in class and it's... It's so vague in my head. And I'm seeing people contributing. I'm like, how do people understand what they are saying? Like, how do you understand what this man is teaching? I didn't understand anything. But, I mean, I felt like it was it was too late to change. So, I was just there. And when it's time for exams, I'll just do la cram la po and carry the odo at the end of the day. So, yeah. That was also another thing that made me feel... That made me kind of lose my self-esteem because results will come out and I don't have the best of results I didn't know that it's not like I don't know book but I was just in the wrong place and unfortunately I didn't have you know there was nobody you could talk to about these things I wasn't exactly expressive anymore at that point so I just keep to myself I knew that this was not where I was supposed to be but yo I started it already I just have to continue so um I just continued and just let me just finish and that's what I did right and boom got into school I remember when I was about to choose a course to study I knew I liked economics but people were like no economics is not a science course so you can't do it blah 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 oh then I figured oh economics is a social science course so I can actually pick it because I didn't just want to pick anything that had to do with science in it but the fact that I studied I was in science class. I knew that at the end of the day, whatever I had to pick would have to be in relation to that or I have to go rewrite WIAC or GC and stuff. So I chose economics. Like I actually sat down with the, dra- um, with the jam procure and looked for courses. I eventually chose economics. I'm like, okay, I need to choose another course. So I chose agri-economics. Unfortunately, I wasn't given economics. So... They gave me my second choice, agri-economics. And I got into school and figured, oh, I still have to do chemistry, physics, and biology in 100 level. Why? <laughs> God, why? <laughs> so, um, now let, let, let me put it this way. Let's just say all of the, you know, getting into university is like another world on its own. So all of the experiences I've had from my secondary school is like all of them just came out to manifest while I was in university. So university was was another world on its own, basically, right? So I go into school. You know, you start meeting people. I thought I was Olodo when I was in secondary school. I mean, I'm anywhere we in that my class. <laughs> when I got into university, that's when I knew that okay, I am in for it because there were more people more people and then (laughs) 
you know the pressure is more so you're meeting more people that you feel are way smarter than you are are way privileged than you are and you know these things get to you and so let's just say the the self-esteem kept dropping and dropping and dropping I took it out on a lot of people and that's why I said from the onset that um, people that have known me as far back as 2012 would know that there was a switch in Domi's life because back then I, I used to have crazy mood swings like crazy mood swings it was actually a prayer point for me at some point in my life because it was too bad I just I would just switch right now and and it was not it was not something I could explain to people because it wasn't um I didn't even know how to say it. I knew I knew it was my insecurities playing on me, but I didn't know how to say it. it's it's as it's as bad as um we're just talking now and maybe um people are discussing about a particular topic in class and you know everybody's having something to say and then there is me not having anything to say and I just switch because I feel like I'm dumb like I'm not smart I don't know anything right and I just switch like my insecurity just starts to play on me and then I just start to get angry and see it was it, they were they were they were terrible times actually that I don't like to remember I was in a relationship then and the person I was in a relationship with had a first-hand experience almost all the time because it was always at the receiving end that relationship lasted for four years how it did I I, till now I, I still don't know but you know all through my school period it continued like that. I mean, university now, it continued like that. I was there battling with insecurities, battling with self-esteem issues, and all of those things, and all of those things. And then I thought, oh, it couldn't get worse than this. And I got to my final year, and boom, it got worse. Okay, I think it started from my penultimate year. You know, at that point, we were, we were now... Um, specialized so we're no longer many in class i mean everybody was now doing facing their specialized courses so um at that point it became worse i remember where i mean i I was in a private school and agroeconomics is not exactly a course many people like to um like to read so (laughs) i think we're about nine in class five guys no five ladies four guys yeah five ladies four guys and out of the five ladies i think every other person i was really one on the two two right yes i was really one on the second class lower every other person was on a two one and that just messed up with me you know it was as bad as lecturers would ask questions in class and I'll just keep quiet. I won't say anything because I felt like in my head I'll just tell myself, Tell me what do you want to say? It's rubbish you want to say. You don't know anything. Just keep quiet. You are dumb. You are this, you are that. Guys, it was bad. It was bad. Like real bad. And you know what your insecurities what your insecurities rather do to you is they mess you up. 
you know they just mess you up and it keeps messing up in your head you keep losing yourself worth you keep thinking that you are a piece of shit and every other person is better than you so basically that was that was what i was going through right i remember there was a point in time i was just tired i was just tired and i decided not to go to class again i just stayed in my hostel for a whole week (laughs) and i told myself okay i'm not going to class and as (laughs) unfortunately for me you know that one week nobody checked up on me i don't know how that happened but nobody checked up on me and it just made me it was just like oh yes this is this is the affirmation that i needed that nobody actually likes me nobody wants to be associated with me everybody hates me everybody that was how i always felt like i am worthless nobody likes me nobody wants to get associated with me nobody wants to talk to me nobody like that was so even if i saw somebody talking even if i had people talking to me i would eventually chase them away with my attitude because i would eventually do stuff at some point like i would eventually switch at some point and like nobody likes me nobody actually likes me so you people should just leave me alone nobody should talk to me nobody should so i would eventually bring up some very nasty attitude and later on when i think about it i'm like tommy sing with your very very nasty attitude you didn't actually think that people were going to stay in your life right no they were not like when i think about it i'm like your attitudes your attitude rather is what definitely made people not to stay in your life like people can't be around somebody with such nasty attitude it's not possible but all of those periods i, I didn't even think i didn't say this that way because my mind nobody shall likes me <laughs> you know so um um eventually okay let me let me let me there was there was a part i think i was i don't i don't want to use the word depressed but i don't know that's the only word because i wasn't sad like i had passed the stage of sadness (laughs) so i don't want to say i don't want to call it sad i'd passed the stage of sadness but i don't know if i was depressed i don't know if i should say i was depressed but then i remember that night after crying i spoke to one of my friends i cried so much that night i just picked up my phone and sent a very very depressing message to my parents very very depressing message (laughs) i can't remember if my okay no it was to my dad i sent it to my dad i can't remember if he replied me that night but all i know is the next morning very early the next morning i was being called upon in my hostel that my parents were around in school and i'm like you say what <laughs> you know i was like huh what 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 but i mean <laughs> i didn't expect less like who, who, who which child would send that kind of i mean which parents would see that kind of message from their children and not appear in school the next day especially if the distance is not is not far so they came around spoke to me talk 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 blah 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 mm. anyways <laughs> thank you daddy thank you mommy i've heard everything you've said 
and all of that so um that was that was basically it you know it was it was a very very terrible period of my life and it affected everything even when i was home i wouldn't talk to anybody i would just want to stay on my own just stay in my room lock myself up not talk to anybody i would boom face like this <laughs> you'll be scared to come and talk to me so like now that i think about it i'm like Tommy, see nobody could have actually wanted to be your friend like you would have your friends it was just the grace of god that they remained in your life up until this time because now i think about it sometimes when i boom my face <laughs> when i boom the face like to, for somebody to even walk up to me to approach me is i'm sure it was going to be like some peculiar task like eh you know see how i get the carry face if i go talk to her she feel lights me <laughs> so um school ended i mean the old self-esteem insecurity nasty mood swings were still there but i was living life like that right so um i went for service the next year after school i went for service and i think that was where my life took another turn around yep so let's just say that i got into a very interesting and wonderful relationship with this person that was one step or that was is this step i want to call it now that was one of the blessings and then two i told myself like i realized that i needed to work on myself because i've actually i've had somebody ask me that told me say how were you able to switch from this very nasty person to this lovely person that you are now and the first thing i told the person was to be honest it has to begin from you you know i think at some point in my life I actually sat down and did a I reflected and I'm like, no, Thomas, you can't continue like this. You literally would keep chasing people away from you. And, well, I don't know <laughs> if it was God that just ministered to me that, see, it's like the devil knows that you are a people person. I don't know if this, this, I don't know if this makes sense, but now that the switch has happened now that the change has happened i think i kind of understand what that that thing meant it was just something that dropped in my heart one time i think i understand it now like i find it now i find it easy to talk to people i find it easy to relate to people i find it easy to you know but if a switch didn't happen if that change didn't happen i wouldn't it wouldn't be so easy relating with people now because one, nobody would even want to relate with, with that kind of person. I was a very toxic person. I did not. I did. I, there's nothing to even to even idea. I was a very very toxic person. So if the switch didn't happen, nobody would want to relate with me. 
and that would mean a lot because I know what my relationship with people in that short period from 2019 up until now I know what my relationship with people has I know how much of benefits it has been to me right so I just that thing just dropped in my mind that can't you see that it's the devil that is just trying to make sure that you remain in this toxicity right you remain being you remain a toxic person so that you don't you you, you are not opportune to <sighs> i'm looking for the word so you are not opportune to like the greater things you're supposed to do through people you won't be able to achieve it and i think that was where you know reflection started to come and i just told myself to me you have to work on yourself. You really have to work on yourself. So I got into a relationship with this guy. And one, at that point, I was really willing. So, and it was, it was the most beautiful thing that happened to me that year. Because he was also willing to help me. And I would express myself to him. I would tell him that, guy. Okay, this is this is this this is what it is this is what it is and basically short summary it helps me through that process it helps me through the process and that was that was just it you know sadly unfortunately we got to break up but there was there was a lot that had already happened within a short period that we we were dating Abi, we dated right and i held on to most of those things i held on to a lot of those things and basically see i can't exactly say oh this is what i did or something something i just know that from that point a lot of changes happened i just decided I know, I know it doesn't just. I know it doesn't sound like you, you cannot just decide and then the next day the switch happened. No, but there was there was a lot of deliberate effort, right? There was a lot of deliberate effort. That anytime I see myself wanting to slip into any stupid things, I try to bring myself out of it. Anytime I see myself wanting to start thinking of something that makes me feel worthless and all of those things, I try to snap out of it. I try to distract myself and snap out of it until I got to a point of... um, What's the English? I got to a reasonable level of self-awareness. Now, self-awareness does a lot, a whole lot, right? You know, I, I got to understand that, okay, Thomas, it's not like you're not smart. It's not like you don't know book. It's not like this, 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 this. But this is not your fault. Like, this is not what you are good at. And that's why it seems like, oh, you are not smart. Because you are doing something that... (laughs) But now you're doing... I mean, I find myself doing something I love doing. Something I'm good at. Something... And... That's just it. I mean... <laughs> Somebody cannot come back to me now and say you're not smart. I just look at the person like, okay, I know I'm smart. <laughs> so I don't need you to tell me whether I'm smart or not. I know I'm smart, right? But if you had told me I'm not smart some years back, or more, I would on to that I'm not smart, or I'll be walking up and down like I'm actually not smart. So, you know, 
the change switch happened and yeah that was that was basically it you know and there was a lot of there was a lot of self um discipline there was a lot of um what's the word now it was it was a whole lot basically and it was a whole lot of me deciding being intentional that yo i want to become a better person with people around people and that just happened you know i meet people laugh share joy i mean one of my friends will call me joy giver <laughs> share joy as much as possible i know it made me realize that people like happy people people like happy people people like happy people like there are people that we've not we don't even have any deep relationship but just because probably the first contact we had i was just all smiley and happy just because of that i found favor in their sights like just because of that so you know of course realize that people like happy people so you know i just started being intentional about that decided to stay happy decided to be happy decided to just work on my insecurities be more self-aware know myself more reflect more on a lot of things about myself and that's basically been how i was able to you know cross over from that side to this side basically it was a whole lot right it didn't just happen just like that but I feel like with first knowing that there needs to be a change is, I mean, that's like the first major step. Like, okay, I am toxic. I have toxic behaviors. I have toxic this. I have bad this. I have, and I need to work on them. I think that's the first step. When you know this, it's easier for you to now be conscious about working on them right so that was that was that was basically it for me so wow it has been that's been a long <laughs> that's been a long one so um yeah i think that's that's basically that's about that journey of my life really that's basically the that about that so a lot of people see me now and and that's why when people see me now i mean i've seen i've seen a number of people that have told me you know they have tried to water down my happiness and i just smell because i know where i'm coming from and you can't take me back there nah <laughs> so when i see such people i'm very 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 particular about my joy and my happiness i'm very particular about my mental state of mind so when i see such people i just cut them off without thinking of it twice i just cut them off because those people staying in my life just means that if i if i continually hear what they say it would most definitely take me back to where i was coming from and yo i'm not going back there (laughs) like i'm not going back there so when i just see those kind of people i just cut them off sharp sharp no no story so yeah i think <laughs> i've spoken a whole lot i feel like i've written a movie right so <laughs> but yeah this 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 is basically it i think i've come to the end 
of my podcast with TG. <laughs> Please, oh, these are my podcasts. I am on other person's podcast before I come and hijack their shine. But yeah, thank you so, so much, Rini Femi, for having me on your podcast. It was really great doing this. So, um, like I said, my name is Uluatomisni Oyerindi. My Instagram handle is the upper dimpled girl. The upper dimpled girl. That's my that's my Twitter handle. That's my Google review handle. That's my I think that's my Facebook. No, my Facebook is Missing. And then I'm a bridal hairstylist. I style hair for brides and for events in general. So my page for that is O T O T Tress. Tress T R E double S. So you can catch me on any of those places, those platforms. And aside bridal hairstyling, I organize vacations, staycations, picnics, hangouts. For now, in the southwest, Ibadan, Lagos, yeah, and areas close to those places for now till security in nigeria is restored because the insecurity is, is crazy security level in this country right now is crazy so that's basically that about that and that's on period <laughs> okay this 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 was was really nice doing this it was really nice talking talking about this and i and, and i hope that for anybody that listens um this I don't know, but I just hope that this would serve as some inspiration, some I hope you can pick one or two things out of this. I don't know. I just hope this this does or strikes something in you. Alright, this is the part where I draw the cotton. More draw cotton. Thank you very much guys. Till another time again in case I'm featured again on this podcast. See ya. Catch ya. Lira. Thank you very much, Tomisi. Thank you very much for this beautiful episode. Thank you for sharing your story with us. On Cloud Machine listeners like you heard, are you or your friend or any of your relatives planning on getting married? It's the missing up for your brighter styling. For your vacation or your vacation, it's out. And don't forget to follow Tomisi on all of our social media handles for more juicy stuff. Like you heard, people love happy people. When you are emotionally and mentally healthy, you become more powerful. You become more creative. And the first step to your journey towards healing is identifying what was there. What is happening to you? What exactly you are going through and walking towards it. Clear the messiness in our hearts. Clear the messiness in your heart before 
you bring new things in because if you don't clear what was it might affect what is coming in your mental peace is important i hope you find your distraction i hope you create new interests i hope you talk about it i hope you write about it it is okay don't think about what is what was not and what will be take care of yourself and choose yourself over and over again so this brings us to the end of this episode don't forget to like share give your feedbacks and subscribe you can also send me a voice message or a voice note that will be featured in the next episode if you also love to share your own story don't you can send me um, a mail at unclarednotashamed at gmail.com or send a message on instagram at unclarednotashamed underscore podcast to send your messages you can also send your messages to me on whatsapp and also you can send your voice message and your voice notes don't forget you are beautiful you are loved and there's nobody like you bye bye see you next week peace out